0: Hello, this is John with Catholic for Rednecks. Thank you for dropping by my humble YouTube and podcast channel. I've been doing this for about five years, except for COVID. And it's just a place where regular, average folks like me can come and learn about the Catholic faith, ask questions, do their own research. I was a Southern Baptist born right here in Alabama, born and raised anti-Catholic, actually, and um, even had a website once against the Catholic Church, and went to a Protestant seminary, spent a lot of time in the Signs and Wonders Pentecostal non-denominational movement, and um make a long story short, I found myself at Midnight Mass 2013 in a Catholic church. And I never went back. It just blew me away. Had a lot of questions. Had a lot of issues with the Catholic Church. But I just, I kept getting pulled and pulled that way. And I just felt God. And I could see and hear and feel everything that I was looking for all these years. So I just kept going and took some classes. Did a lot of research. And I became Catholic. So feel free to watch a few videos here on YouTube where you can go to the podcast, listen to some episodes. If you need me, shoot me an email, John at Catholic Thank you. Hello everyone. This is John Catholic for Rednecks here on the Born Cast. I kinda like that name, the Born Cast. Um Actually, I'm in a garage, and uh, I live about, I'd say, a quarter-mile, half-mile from the Cahaba River. If you ever want to Google the Cahaba River, it goes from central Alabama down to south Alabama, where it merges into the Alabama River, I believe, and it makes its way down to Mobile Bay into the Gulf of Mexico, so if you want to come see me, then know uh, grab yourself a boat, uh, and come up river <laughs> and pull up to my marina here. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't have a marina. But you know, I was looking up some YouTubes about people becoming Catholic or how they became Catholic, and you know, I'm a former Protestant. I was Southern Baptist and Pentecostal and name it, claim it, you know, Presbyterian, my youngest son calls it Fifty Shades of Protestantism, but, you know, I'm always interested to in hearing how other people became Catholic, uh, what triggered them, um, what was it that convinced them that the Catholic Church was the true church. Um, with me, I was just totally blown away and mesmerized by the midnight mass and the beauty and just it was just really different than what I was used to. You know, so I just started going to mass regular and studying and reading and praying. And I was looking at this black guy. He's a um Pentecostal preacher. I forget his name, I'm gonna have to look him back up. But there's a black minister and he had a Pentecostal church, and he decided that he would lead his congregation on a joint mission of studying the early church from the, you know, I guess the Book of Acts and maybe early church writings. I have to go back and listen. And when I do find it, I'll link it. But uh, he was Pentecostal and Protestant, and but he was seeking for truth and like many Christians, like many believers out there, they, they say they want to return to the basics, to the true faith. I used to hear people say, why can't we be like the early church? Well, you know, the early church had a lot of crap going on. It was woo, a lot of stuff going on in early church. Actually, the church has always had a bunch of crap going on because it's made up of sinners, people like you and me, sinners. So there's always going to be crap going on. But he said, you know, he wasn't trying to become Catholic or Orthodox or anything. He was just wanting to explore the truth to get as close to true Christianity and early Christianity and back to the basics. And he kept finding things online and in his research that led him to the Catholic Church. And, you know, even if you didn't call it the Catholic Church in the early church, there were still, I think there were three signatures, three things right off the bat that him and his congregation noticed is that as soon as the early church got going, they had established a hierarchy, you know, a government leadership, rank and file You know, that's really apparent just from the Gospels. So you had these, you know, you had Peter that was kind of like the head honcho. And then you had the other disciples that are now called apostles. So there was leadership. There was um, a chain of command right off the bat. You know, a lot of people today think they don't need a leader. They don't need a pastor. They don't need a church. They say, I can worship God outside in the woods at the beach, whatever. That's true. You can worship God anywhere. But God did establish a church, and uh, Jesus did uh, actually establish a church, and he built it on his apostles and his oral teachings, which his apostles wrote down later. They wrote down the Gospels much later. But the church started off right off the bat with hierarchy, and we also know that they had begun to meet together immediately in what they described as a mass. They did not call it a church service or a Holy Ghost hoedown or anything like that. If you read the writings, the earliest writings of Christianity, it was called a mass. M-A-S-S, mass. So we know they had a hierarchy, and we know they had a mass, and we also know that the the main event of that mass was a Eucharist, the communion. Us Baptists Pentecostals called it the Lord's Supper, and we know that that was the Pinnacle of worship, the Eucharist, that when they took communion, that the priest— would bless the bread and the wine. And those people, those early Christians, fully 100% believed that that bread and wine became the body and blood of Jesus Christ as spoken by Jesus himself in John chapter 6, 53 and 54, and in other places. So we know right off the bat whether you want to call it early church whatever you want to call it, you know, long before they moved over to Rome. They had a hierarchy with bishops. They had mass. They did move worship from Saturday to Sunday. And they had the Eucharist. We can also read that they had confession of sins to the congregation, to the priest. So those are all things that are all true about the Catholic Church today, but not so true about most other churches. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're a believer and you go to church and you yourself have yearned for an early church experience, early church environment if you wonder what the early church was all about then uh, you know this Sunday when you go to your church look around you know is your church service called a mass do you have a bishop that's in charge of your church do you celebrate the Eucharist as being the body and blood of Christ because that's something all Christians did from the Last Supper all the way until what they call the Reformation, which I do not think it was a Reformation. I think it was the beginnings of a new religion, a different religion, that left what the true church believed. The true church had mass on Sunday. The true church had bishops. They had priests. Um, They had the preaching of the apostles, which was oral tradition for hundreds of years, actually. They had the Eucharist, the communion. They had confession of their sins. So do you have that at your local church where you go to church on Sunday? Do you have a bishop? Is your church service called mass? Mass. Do you have a priest offering up the bread and the wine every time you have mass as the blood body of Christ? Do you commune? Do you eat his flesh? Do you drink his blood? Do you confess your sins? Those are all things that are really, really apparent that jump out to you about the early church. You can read. You can Google. Go to YouTube or anywhere, and just Google early church fathers or early church writings. And there's not just four or five of them. There are literally volumes of them. And I've gotten to take take a habit to where I've been listening to them at night as I'm falling asleep. I put some early church writings, you know, guys like Polycarp, Ignatius, Justin Mortar, folks like that, old-timers, and just listen to them. I listen to their faith. I listen to what they believed. They were really, really on fire. So I just want to leave you with that this morning and uh, meditate on what I just said and do some research, we'll see you later. God bless you.